Welcome to the Elite Business Academy podcast, the favorite show for business owners and entrepreneurs to get their weekly fix of motivation and knowledge. Discover powerful strategies on how to build a successful business and techniques to create a positive life. And now, here's your host, motivational speaker, business coach, and founder of the EBA, Craig Wilkinson. Welcome to the Elite Business Academy podcast. My name's Craig Wilkinson. I'm the founder of the EBA. And in this coaching podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you the five steps that took me from being a busy, full business owner, working 80 hours plus each week, to working just eight hours a week, and more importantly, giving me my valuable time back to spend it where I choose. So I suggest you grab yourself a notepad and pen and make plenty of notes of what I'm about to share with you. Do you feel as though there's just not enough hours in the day to get everything done? Are you spinning loads of plates and hoping and praying that none of them drop. For some of you, you might be overwhelmed and feeling under pressure and rushing around like a blow-arse flying getting nothing done. For others, you will be staying up late and working late into the evening and weekends and sacrificing that quality time that you should be spending with your family. And then you get to the end of the week and there's that to-do list and it just keeps mounting and mounting and mounting. If that's you, you have to sort out your time management. The consequences of you not being able to manage your time in a productive and best way for you means that you will become a slave to your business forever if you don't master your time. And I know at first-hand experience what a negative impact not being in control of your own time not only has on your business but also as on your personal life. I used to be that busy, full business owner. I used to work over 80 plus hours a week and I did that for 12 years in pursuit of attempting to try and build my construction company. Listen, as a business owner and a leader, you have to do so many different things in your business. You have to wear so many different hats and so did I. And I was working long hours, I didn't see my wife, I didn't see my kids, I was out at evenings, I was out at weekends, I was doing my paperwork into the early hours of the morning. One minute I'm doing the marketing, then I'm the boss, then I'm the accountant, then I'm looking after recruitment, I'm doing all these roles in my business and the more roles I took on, the more hours I used to work. But it's like this, surely the whole point of why we set up a business in the first place is in the attempt to build a better quality of life for ourselves and our families, to hopefully earn that additional, that extra money. But more importantly, having the time back and a choice of where we want to spend our time. But sadly, as sad as it sounds, for the vast majority of business owners, they become a slave to their jobs, a slave to their business, because they let time control them. And as soon as we let time control us, our business then starts to control us and we become out of control. We then feel overwhelmed and under pressure to perform constantly all these tasks that are just sapping the 168 hours of our valuable time that we have in our time bank each week. Now I know 
We all have different businesses. I know we're in different industries and we have different sectors and we have different customers and we have different clients. I understand that and I get it. But there is one thing that we all have in common. And that is we all have 168 hours in a week. Is there anybody listening to this podcast right now that say, no, I ain't, no, I ain't. I've got more or less than you, Craig. No, we've all got 168 hours in a week. So how comes some people manage to get everything done, run a business, make profit and have time for themselves, yet others are rushing around like busy, full business owners, not being productive, not making money and not having any time to spend on themselves or with their families? The answer is... Some people have mastered how they manage their time and other people let time control them. Which one are you? Having been someone who used to let time control me and with working with hundreds of other business owners who do the same, I believe that time is the biggest killer to any small to medium-sized businesses. And I've had numerous debates and arguments over the years with people like accountants who said to me, no, it's not, Craig. Cash flow, cash and finance is the biggest killer to businesses. And I said, no, it's not. If you've got 50 hours to sit down with me to work on your cash flow and improving your cash and finance, do you think we could do it? Answer, yes, of course, we could improve it. The challenge is we don't have 50 hours a week to sit down and work on one particular part of our business. Likewise, marketeers will say, no, it's not, Craig, it's marketing. Because if we've not got them quality leads being generated and bringing them into our business, we haven't got a business. What I'm saying is I accept that. But how many people have got 50 hours to sit down and work on websites, SEO, social media strategies, email marketing? Not many. So the ultimate killer to businesses is time. The lack of it. Because as business owners, we're all extremely busy running our businesses. So here are the five steps that literally took me from working over 80 hours a week to eventually just working eight hours, one day a week in my construction company that ended up running itself, making profit and ultimately became a saleable asset that I later went on to sell. Step number one, the time log. Listen, before we can even get to grips with our time, before we can start working on it, Surely it makes sense for us to identify where our time is being spent in the first place. You see, you'll be doing that many different tasks in your business that just become second nature because you're the one that does them all the time that you'll probably not know where your time's being spent to start off with. So what we need to do is we need to log our time against every task and every role that you do. Right from picking up the phone and speaking to customers and clients, to driving to meetings, to putting the kettle on, to answering emails, to producing quotes and proposals, whatever it is you do as a task or a role in your business, we have to log the time against it. Now, yes, this is a tedious task. 
But if you want to reclaim that valuable time back, it's an absolute must that we do not miss out step number one because everything evolves around where our time is currently being spent. And we have to log our time against all these roles and tasks for four weeks for one month because you might have a freak week or, or a week that's completely different for whatever reason that's not a normal week. So if we log our time over a four-week period, it's going to give us a great indication on average of where your time is being spent. How you're going to log your time is by downloading a free app. There is one for Apple users. There's one for Android users. It's a free app that you download onto your phone. You load up all the different tasks that you or roles that you undertake in your business into the app. And then what you do is when you start that role or task, you press the start button. When you complete it, you press the stop button. And what the app does is it logs your time against that task or role. And at the end of a month, we pull off a report that tells us exactly where your time is being spent. So here are the apps that I'd like you to download. If you are an Apple user, head over to iTunes and download an app called Hours Time Tracking or head over to HoursTimeTracking.com and download their free app. Or if you're an Android user, head over to Google Play Store and download for free an app called A, the letter A, Time Logger or head over to atimelogger.com and download their free app. Now, the reason why this is absolutely so important is this. 10 years ago, when my business coach told me to do this, and bear it in mind at that moment in time, there were no apps. It were all done on an Excel spreadsheet, logging my time. He asked me, Craig, where do you think the biggest amount of time that you're currently spending in your business is being spent. And at that time, I thought it was all about babysitting my team on site and sorting the staff out in the office. It was team. It was all around looking after, motivating my team. But in actual fact, once we'd done the time log, it materialised that 26 hours of my working week was spent doing admin, doing quotes, doing paperwork, doing invoices, doing letters, all that type of stuff. Yet, I'd got two full-time admin staff. So what Mark said to me is, look, how can you be spending 26 hours a week doing admin when you've got two full-time admin people? And my reply to that was, yeah, but the stuff that I'm doing... They don't know. They're not a builder. They're not a carpenter and joiner. They can't do quotes. Mark's reaction was, really? Are you the only building company in the, the world where the director has to do their own paperwork and quotes? No, of course not. So what you're lacking in your business, Craig, is a system that your team can run to produce your, your quotes, your invoices, your paperwork. So what we did is we set time aside to look at them 26 hours and say, right, if we want to get those back, let's put a system in place 
that your team and your admin team can run, therefore you will get 26 hours a week of your time back. Lo and behold, three months later, we put a system in place, we trialled it, it worked, we trained our team up on how to use the system, bingo, I got 26 hours of my working week back. What we then did is we looked at the next big chunk of time and we said, right, who can we delegate this role to? What system, what team do we need to bring in to run the system to slowly get your time back? And what we did is we chunked down all these bits and all these areas, these roles, these tasks that I was undertaking. We put a system in place. We brought a team member in to run that system. And then within a matter of 18 months, I'd gone from working 80 plus hours to down to working about 20 hours a week. Why? Because I'd identified where the time had been spent. I put a system in place and I brought a member of staff, a subcontractor, a freelancer in to run that system that slowly gave me my time back. And this is why identifying where your time is being spent in the first place is critical for you to get the big chunk of your time back. Step number two, delegation. One of the biggest fears of any business owner is letting go. After all, your business is your baby. You've conceived it from scratch. And to let go of your baby and give control to somebody else can be a daunting and frightening task. And let's face it, nobody can do those roles and tasks as good as you because you're the business owner. You're the person that's invented them. You're the person that does them on a daily basis. And I think we've all been at that point where we've said to said to somebody, look, I'm going to show you what to do. And for whatever reason, it doesn't work. And you then go back into the mindset of thinking, do you know what? I might as well just do it myself. Because by the time I've explained it to that person, I might as well have done it myself and it's done right. But if we're serious about growing our business that's going to give us our valuable time back... We have to learn to delegate. You cannot build a successful business on your own. Trust me, I've tried it. It nearly broke me. It cost me my first marriage. Everything went down the pan. I almost lost everything because I was trying to do everything myself. What we must do is we must learn to delegate to other people. So if you've got a team, if you've got members of staff, take your time log, Take the biggest chunk of time that you're spending, put a system in place and delegate that role to somebody else. Now, what if you are a business that's just you? You haven't got a team, you haven't got any staff to delegate roles to. Well, this is where you need to start to think about employing a virtual PA, someone that you can outsource and delegate that particular role to even if it's on a pay-per-hour basis or it's half a day a week or it's a freelance arrangement that you've got, you need to start to delegate. Now, you might say, yeah, that's okay, Craig, but I'm a, a small business and I've only recently set up. I cannot afford to delegate that role to a virtual PA. The business is not making enough money. Well, let me say this to you. Number one, if you don't, you will become a slave to your business. But number two, think about it this way. 
If that virtual PA or that freelancer saved you eight hours a week, you've now reclaimed those eight hours back. If you invested those eight hours into marketing, if you invested those eight hours into finding your most profitable target market or selling more of your profitable products and services, which we can all do in an eight-hour period, you would then generate in enough profit or enough money coming in, the revenue into the business to be able to pay for that virtual PA. So there is no excuse for anyone to say, I can't delegate, I can't afford it, or I haven't got anyone. Because we can all delegate. It's how every small to medium-sized business started off. Yes, this will push you outside your comfort zone. And yes, you have to let go of your baby to a certain extent. But if we don't start to delegate our roles to other people, you will find that before you know it, you are working ridiculous hours week in, week out and sacrificing that me time or choosing to spend that time how you want to spend it. Step number three, default diary. As business owners, we try our hardest to be as productive, as organised and to plan our weeks and months in advance. But unfortunately, business takes over, life takes over and for a lot of business owners, our planning and our organisational skills go out of the window. This then leads us to spinning loads of plates and feeling overworked, under pressure and overwhelmed. So we need to get super organised, get them organisational skills in place and plan our, our days, our weeks and our months in advance to make sure that we are working at our optimum capacity. This is done through something called a default diary. Let me explain what a default diary is. A default diary is where you are going to plan out into your diary and get more organised on all the tasks and roles that you undertake either on a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly or annual basis that's repetition, repetition, repetition. An example of this could be every Monday morning you have a team meeting that lasts for two hours or it could be every third Friday in the month I attend the Elite Business Academy live events. Or the last week in every quarter is the time where I need to set four hours aside to complete my VAT return. Either way, these are tasks and roles that you do on a consistent basis that we need to plot into your diary. So all that white space in your diary starts to be taken up by the most important tasks and roles that you personally have to undertake. And under no circumstances, unless it's life-threatening, under no circumstances does anything move the time that you've scheduled and planned into your diary to achieve that task or goal. You can then get organised and see exactly what you've got to do over a period of time that's in your default diary and it only leaves that white space where you then have a choice on whether you want to fill that white space up or not. By getting more organised, by having a schedule and following a routine, you will become more productive, you will get more done in a shorter space of time. Step 
Number four, identifying your time drains. We've already established that we only have 168 hours of time in our time bank each week. And every single task or role that we undertake is chipping away at that time bank. And soon we're running out of time. Now we need to start to do ourselves a favour and we need to free up some of the valuable time that we are spending on the time drains. In other words, the tasks and roles that aren't really serving as a great deal of purpose and are not generating us any results from the time and effort that we're spending on doing them. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to make a comprehensive list of all the time drains, all those tasks that drain your time, that take time out of your 168-hour time bank. I want you to make a list of what they are. Here are some examples of classic time drains. The making and receiving of phone calls that you shouldn't be doing. Constantly checking your emails when it's not necessary. Having pop-ups and notifications on your phone from social media platforms. And having meetings for the sake of having meetings are just some of the time drains that we've all experienced. Now, if you really think about it, there will be a lot more time drains in your business and in your life. And we need to get rid of these time drains as soon as possible if we want to get our time back. Now, once you've made your comprehensive list, that's not it. We've identified what them drains are. What we need to do now is put a solution to them drain problems. So I want you to think outside the box on how you can stop these time drains completely. Let me give you a couple of examples of how I deal with my time drains. So one of my time drains was my phone is always going. My mobile phone is constantly going. I now have an answer machine message that says, I am busy all day. I don't have access to emails, text messages or voicemails. Please do not leave me a message unless it is urgent. Ring my phone and check it out yourself. I'll then have it on divert to the office or to somebody else because the likelihood is there's a member of my team that can answer that query or question and I shouldn't be dealing with it. Emails. I only check my emails twice a day. I check them at 10.30 in the morning and I check them at 4pm in the afternoon. There is nothing else, that's unless it's life-threatening, that I need to know about that can't wait until between those times. Meetings for the sake of having meetings. We have technology now like Zoom and Skype. So to leverage my time, if I have to have a meeting, I'll try and do it first and foremost by video call. It cuts down on the travel time. When you're on a video call, you're not talking about your holidays and your kids, etc., etc. So what I'm doing is, is I'm providing a, a solution to my time drain problem. What can you do to put a solution to your time drains? And this is really not difficult because a lot of this is just about you being disciplined, about you switching those notifications off on your phone so Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and Instagram's not popping every couple of minutes because at the end of the day, yeah, the amount of time that you're spending on social media probably compared to the inquiries that you're getting in is not in proportion. And again, 
We can always check social media twice a day, so nothing's going to miss. We've just got to get into the mindset of thinking, let's be more disciplined. Step number five, learn and program yourself to say the word no. Did you know that one of the hardest words for a business owner to actually say to anyone is the word no? For some strange psychological reason, business owners find it really difficult to say the word no. But why is this? I mean, I can only speak from my past experience, which was I would never say no to anyone because it's negative. I would always want to be that helpful, that reliable, that trustworthy person. I'd want to be the nice guy. I'd always want to help my team members and my staff if they got a challenge. I'd always be there for my customers and clients at every beck and call. But think about it. This is doing two negative things to us. Number one, you are, then, you are giving them permission to rob your time bank And let's face it, we've only got 168 hours that's starting to diminish now. Every time you say yes to someone, you are giving them permission to rob your time. And number two, every time you say yes to somebody, you are putting yourself under unnecessary pressure. Because we've only got 168 hours during that week. And your default diary is already full. You've got a busy week, but all of a sudden you're starting to commit and say yes to people when you know that you haven't got the time. So you put yourself, your team, your staff, you put everybody under pressure because you can't learn to say the word no. I used to have customers contact me and say, Craig, whilst you're here, you couldn't just do this, could you? And me trying to be Mr. Nice Guy because I wanted my final invoice to get paid by that customer and client had said, of course I'll just fit it in. That's an extra week's work. So what have I just done? I've not only put myself and my team under pressure, I'm also now going to have to find another week in my default diary where I'm going to have to start moving my other customers or clients around and pissing them off because... I've said yes to someone when I should have in actual fact said no. So I want you to think of all the situations that arise on a regular basis where you are saying yes when you know in your hearts of hearts you should have said no. And I want you to make a list and I want you to write those instances or those situations, I want you to write them down. Let's identify them up front what these are. Then what we're going to do is we're going to program ourselves to say the word no. And by saying no, we're going to safeguard our time bank, yeah? And we're not going to let people rob our valuable time when a lot of these situations and problems can be solved by themselves. So the next time one of your team members knocks on your door and walks in and says, boss, have you got five minutes to just, what are you going to say? No, you sort it out. 
Don't start robbing my time when a lot of the situations can be resolved by somebody else. Again, it goes back to delegation. So let's not be scared of saying the word no. Yeah, it's your business. It's your time. Do not let the time bandits and the time drains rob you any longer of your valuable time. So there you have it. They are the five steps that I've now implemented over the last decade, over the last 10 years since learning all about managing time and time management. They're the five steps that took me from being a busy, full owner of a building company, working stupid hours a week, not seeing my wife, not seeing my kids, not giving up on me and giving all my me time away. They are the five steps that took me from that person to eventually, within a two-year period, working just eight hours a week. Yes, it's hard, it's not easy. It takes discipline and it takes focus to achieve these types of results. But it's not just working for myself, it's working for the hundreds of EBA members that we work with on a weekly and monthly basis. They are now getting their time back They're investing that time into other areas of the business. They're growing the business, but more importantly, they're enjoying their time and they are not being controlled by their business. They have a choice. People talk about the work-life balance. And in my opinion, there isn't such thing as a work-life balance. I believe it's called a work-life choice. You get two options. You either choose to drain your own time bank dry each week by working long hours, by saying yes to everybody, by not having a default diary, etc. Or you can choose to take what you've learned in this podcast episode today and implement it into your business to win back your valuable time. The single most valuable commodity in all our lives is not money. We can all earn more money. We can all make more money. The one thing we cannot do is we cannot make more time. So the sooner we can learn to manage our time and utilize that time to help grow our business, to make more profit, Once we've got our time back, we can then start to enjoy the fruitful life that we all crave and we all dream of. And I don't know what that means to you, but all I know is spending quality time with my family makes me joyful and makes me happy. It might not be for you. You might want to go and do something else. But the main thing, the main point of this is you then have a choice. You have then a work-life choice on what you want to do with your valuable time. So I'd love you to keep me updated on the progress that you're making with your time management. What I'd love you to do, if you've not already joined our Facebook group, please head over to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Elite Business Academy. Join our community and come and tell us how are you spending your new found time? What are you going to do when you get your time back? Where are you going to visit? What are you going to do with your children? What's the me time? What's one of your goals that you're going to achieve once you get your time back? So please join us on our Facebook group. 
Likewise, if you feel as though you've got value from this podcast coaching episode, I'd love you to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss another episode. If you're an Apple user, you can subscribe through iTunes. If you're an Android user, you can subscribe through podbean.com. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel and listen to our podcast on our YouTube channel. But that's Craig Wilkinson. I'm really excited to be finding out what you're going to be doing with your new family time. And I'll see you over on our next podcast episode. Thank you.